Hello. Hello to everyone out there. Welcome. Um, this is Ashley. This is Michael. As you can hear, Ashley's voice is so much better. So much better. So much improved. Woohoo! Um, I don't know when you're listening to this, but we're recording this on uh, Wednesday, May 4th, so May, may the 4th be, be with, with you. you. Um, unfortunately, no. I, you know, haven't had the ability to watch a Star Wars movie today. I had fully intended to. Um, I'm going to continue watching one I started earlier, but that's a long story. But again, this is about a dog. Yeah, yeah not, do- yes, absolutely. This, this is about the, a dog, not... Michael whining podcast. Not about why Michael hasn't watched a Star Wars movie, because Ashley was in the ER! Yay! Well, now you notice I actually wasn't the one that brought that up. I wasn't going to actually go there, because uh, it's your information. Yeah, not, but it's, it's a good... That. It's a good segue into... I thought I heard wheels go by. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I and, cannot believe you just said yeah. well, I did um, <laughs> It's a good segue into What we're going to talk about um, Oh my god what did Sheldon call that thing It was some kind of Some kind of effect No I'm going to keep going, keep going. Okay, I'll look it up, You're I'll look it up, throwing me up. off dude Well segue back to your issue Why we're here Why okay. are we here So if I sound like a blubbering mess a little bit, like I've been crying, it's because I have been. Um, so, like I said, I was in the ER. Thought I had a kidney stone. Apparently didn't. Um, just have severe back spasms on the left side. Probably because a dog showed too hard last night. At, uh, not last <laughs> night, but last week at dog show class. Okay, Oopsies. wait a minute. You just made dog show a verb. I hope you realize that. Yep, a little bit. You dog showed. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, when you get a bunch of German Shepherd people or German Shepherds in a room. Oh, that reminds me. I gotta send the message to Sarah. Mm. Well, I have orders from Barbara. Okay. Yeah, so don't let me forget to do that. Inside business into what we're doing. Nice. Okay. What? It's, um, you know, something. I mean, it, she wants me. So anyway. Um, yeah. So, when you get a bunch of German Shepherds in a room during handling class, and people are curious about various different breed types and styles of German Shepherds, uh, and it's nice outside, you end up running like a fool, and you haven't done that in um, uh, quite a long time, considering club feet. Um, And Deku has a very long stride. And I thought it was a kidney stone, because I have a condition where I'm on a medication that... Could, could potentially cause, cause kidney stones. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that you did indicate over a period of times you said it was like high on your back, but then and you indicated it had moved lower. Lower. So that whole so, yeah. muscle apparently has been spasming. Yeah. And apparently it's the muscle that keeps you upright. Hmm. So it's been a joy and delight. Uh, but I'm medicated. I'm home. But. I missed half a day of work, but then again, that's what happens when you have to take your wife to the ER. Yeah, it does happen. Um, so, what we're going to talk about, it's a bit weird and a bit niche and shit like that, but it's just something that we kind of want to talk. Well, um... Because it happened tonight? Yeah. Um, so, there are certain things that various different people with with certain breeds will say that, oh my God, my breed does X. Mm -hmm. And they all do it. Yeah. Or my breed does whatever and they all do it. Yeah. With Hamiltons, there is one thing that, without a doubt, every single Hamilton person that has ever owned them and truly bonded with their Hamilton has ever said, and that is, they are the most perceptive dog they have ever owned in their life. And I can say I bared, bared, bore witness to this um, with Alice signaling to, mm-hmm. with her nose to your, uh, to your niece, like, you need, you need to get off this now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go into how I figured it out. And was like, holy shit balls. And then you're going to go into what occurred this evening. Unfortunately, I had to go to handling class because the table for the small dogs is in the back of Ashley's car. 
Mm-hmm. So I had to go and I had to help set up and everything like that. So, um, But this is also a plug. Support your local AKC clubs. Indeed. They need all your help. Yeah. Again, support your local AKC clubs. The American Kennel Club. For those of the Americans or, you know, support your national registry clubs. So if they are, if you're in America, support American Kennel Club, Canada, Canadian Kennel Club. Um, any sort of FCI recognized mm. kennel club support yeah. them. If you're in the UK, KC, mm. um, the kennel club is like how they like to be called because they're fancy. Um, New Zealand it makes it sound like they started it actually. Eh. We are the we are the kennel club. Thank you very much indeed. Eh, I don't <laughs> even know if they truly. Well, they might have, but there's debate. But. <laughs> So, the Australians, I think there's is the Australian National Kennel Council, I think. Hmm. A-N-K-C, because they couldn't do A-K-C, because it would be really fucking confusing. Kind of like the World Wildlife um, Federation versus the World Wrestling Federation. Yep. They, so, the, the, they changed to WWE. So. I used to watch that. Um... <laughs> So, anywho, back to the whole perception thing. When I first got Alice, I was living with my... Actually, when I first got Alice, I was living with my brother. Yeah. And then my mom got sick. And I moved in with my mom to take care of her because she basically couldn't do anything. Like, nothing. Like, it was bad. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I would take Alice up and down... The neighborhood for walks and whatever and I noticed that Al would have a tendency to do a nose tap on my left leg just below the knee and it always happened toward the end of the walk and I was like how the fuck is she doing that maybe it's because she knows that we're going home what's going on yeah and then I finally figured it out I think when I was at a show or something and she did it at a show I think did you have this epiphany when I was around no 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 okay. this is I could pre- have sworn that was what happened no this is pre this is BM <laughs> before Michael <laughs> um I was at a show I have the ego for that and Al tapped me and I was like what the hell are you doing we're not going home you know we're showing and all of a sudden... Knowing you as I do, I can tell you right now what you were doing. You were at the ringside, way too fucking early, waiting for your fucking turn, and Alice signaled to notify you, hey, maybe you shouldn't be standing right now. Probably. Um, no, definitely. Yeah. I've been to a show with you, dear. That's how you operate. So, not too long after that, my feet started to ache mm-hmm. badly. Yeah. So I was like, son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. She's alerting me to my impending foot pain. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't too long after Michael and I started dating that I had to have wrist surgery. Oh, I remember that. And then that's when I was like, okay, maybe I can kind of hone this into like a service dog kind of thing. Yeah, you were forced to stay home. Yeah, and I I was bored. No, you weren't. Sims. Had, oh yeah, I had Sims going, and then yes, you did. You had Sims going, and I had. I think it was like before, like Sims Four. I think. You oh, it was. In, it was. You like, were still in Sims Three. Yeah, and my mom like had like to do lists for me, and I was like, Oh God, Jesus! My late mother would do that to me in summer. She's like, This is the chores, and he just, oh fuck off, no. Yeah. So then again, at one point over the summers, I would actually, from the hours of like noon to like. I don't know, 1 or 2 o'clock, there was nothing on TV but soap harpers and shit, and I'd get so bored, I'd actually run around the house in a circle. But that's just me. Um, so, anywho. Yeah. That was when my idea came, and it happened, and we worked on it and all of that, and did what we needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 2015 happened. Well, to be more accurate, what ended up happening is Ashley noticed this particular habit... Mm-hmm. That Alice had, and she basically 
honed it. Honed it, expanded upon it, and helped to, um, I don't want to say uh, modify it, but honing it is probably the best word. Yeah, like hone it and also get Alice ready for like going out into public. So going out into public as a show dog and going out into public as a service dog is a little bit of a different thing. But the show dog training did help. Tremendously. Because the show dog training automatically means that they can walk in a crowd. Mm -hmm. That loud noises and all that shit does not bother them, does not phase them at all. They're taught to stand still. They're taught to, you know, be able to withstand weird shit happening to them and to their body. Because what, what I was getting at, we haven't brought up yet in this particular topic, and I don't want to get ahead. Um, so, uh, brain fart, brain fart, brain fart. Well, I mean, you would take Alice to various locations, and mm-hmm. we got her a vest so people would know to leave her well enough alone to yep. work. She's working. My favorite one was at uh, the Barnes & Noble. I was actually in a different area, but I witnessed this happen. Ashley's minding her own business with Alice on lead in the Barnes & Noble, this small girl's hand steadily approaching, steadily approaching, until just at the last minute when she's getting ready to touch Alice, I think you turned to her and said, don't touch my dog. I said I said something to the effect of... Um, like, don't touch her, she's working or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I said like a boilerplate thing of, um, don't touch, please don't touch her, she's working or something like that. And it was just like real quick and lightning fast. It's like, I mean, we're talking Jedi reflexes. Well, and what was funny was the fact that this child was reading the patch that was on the top <laughs> of her vest that says, please don't pet me, I'm working. Yeah, that's funny. And I'm like, really? Okay, whatever. Um, but when it comes to the whole like, perception thing and, and all of that, there have been so many times that Al has like alerted me to random shit. Um, and we've just kind of worked with it. And her biggest thing, I mean, absolutely biggest thing was 2015. Is this the, uh, appendectomy story? Yes, it is. Okay. This is a good story. I like this story. I think you've told it a couple times on the show. I think I probably have. Yeah. Um, You're drinking again. Yay! (laughs) So in 2015, I um, was sick with an unknown illness. At the time, doctors couldn't figure out what it was. I was losing weight like crazy. I'm not going to go into the further details on that. Stabbing pain. Awful pain. FMLA. Uh, Yeah. Was not working. Was on leave. Not a happy time. Nope. Um, Was not really sleeping very well. Was sleeping on the sofa a lot because I couldn't get comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, Not really happy. And I was going to doctor's offices like every other day. Like most people go to check their mail. Yep. And doctors were still just like whatever, and I was, oh. yeah, and I was going <laughs> throwing up their hands and shrugging. And I was also having to go to the ER a lot because I was in a shit ton of pain, and nobody would do anything. Yay, American healthcare system! But wait, 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 wait. Let's give credit where it's due. Where did he say it? My cousin Jonathan is quite possibly he he's. Equally a uh, 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 wordsmith as I am, uh, sidestepping the hellish realm. Oh shit, that's not it. He called it something else. Do you remember what it was he called it? No, I don't. But anywho, I'll look into it. Um, going back and forth to the ER, like to the ER, getting CT scans. Like apparently, you're really not supposed to have more than X amount of CT scans in your life. I kind of crossed that. In, like, a month. Hmm. Um, just getting tons of CT scans. And turns out that the answer was staring them on in the face on the CT scans. I had a rare form of appendicitis. And how Alice knew, I will never know. Maybe it was the smell. Maybe it was something. I don't know. So, basically... Um, I was 
resting and Al was actually laying on me. Now, if anybody has ever been around Alice before, you will know that Alice and any sort of forms of affection were a no-no. Alice didn't like to kiss. Rolo still doesn't like to kiss nope. or give him. I mean, it's closest, closest you get, honestly, is if you're giving him a food or a treat, and mm-hmm. they'll they'll lick your hand just to get the treat out of your hand. Yeah. Um, their sip, their their progeny. Yeah. Um, they'll kiss you all day. Yep. Even Rosie will. Rosie loves <clears> to do it. But yeah, Al not mm. not really affectionate. Rolo not like not really affectionate. Like they love. You know, us, but... They they showed love differently. Yeah, it was different. It was very different. Um, So for Alice to be even laying on me was weird. Mm -hmm. And then she kept on nosing my... Like, the area of my abdomen where my appendix is. I was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And then... um, Told Michael, and we went to the ER. Took Alice with us. And the ER doctor watched Alice alert to that area as he was pressing on me. Yeah, didn't she, like, nose your your tummy? Yeah. And the doctor was like, okay. Because I actually saw... I didn't see Al do it, but I saw his reaction. He was looking at Alice, then looking at you. Mm -hmm. And I saw the, the house moment, the epiphany. Yeah. And he was like, okay, yeah, we're admitting you. Yeah, and so I was admitted... And turns out I had a form of appendicitis called chronic appendicitis. It's basically where something gets trapped in your appendix. And usually when something gets trapped in your appendix, it just builds up an infection and then goes kablooey. Yeah. And it's a really urgent situation and you have to go to the ER. But chronic appendicitis, however, um, slowly poisons you. Yeah. And it makes you really, 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 really sick. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you lose a lot of weight. Um, you just feel awful, and there's really not a lot known about it. But the reason why they call it chronic is because um, the acute appendicitis like really hits you. Like within, it goes from you're fine to oh holy shit. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it hits. It you hits the gas hard. Yeah. Fast, but this was not. Um, so I really credit it with, you know, with Alice with saving my life. Yeah. Because I was not doing well at all. No. Like, it was bad. You were declining heavily. Um, so then we're going to switch things up. And so basically what we're going to do is just talk about how perceptive each one you know. I have. I mean, I've told this story also on the podcast probably a couple times. What? The sick story. We were oh. in this house mm-hmm. and you told Al that, well, you told me to stay home first of all. Mm-hmm. And you told Al second that she was going to be nursing. Mm-hmm. She didn't leave my side the whole day. Yep. She, and I think that's the only time she's ever like shown that she you know, really cared for me and it stuck with me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but we're going to switch gears to Rolo. Oh, yeah. So, a few years ago, I was in a very toxic work environment. Um, we actually, who have survived this particular arena, mm-hmm. uh, refer to it as the cesspool. Yeah. And... We are not going to name it because it is Hell no. a global company and we don't like lawsuits. Um, so basically, this um, company that I worked for, I got into a car accident and had a really bad concussion. Sideways, in fact. Yep. Really, really, really bad concussion, and it started, it altered my brain chemistry to the point where it made whatever anxiety I had, made it completely uncontrollable, and it made whatever PTSD I had completely uncontrollable, 
um, even after therapy. So, well, I also credit it, and I don't know if you actually want me to talk about the gaps. What in your memory? Um. Yeah. So I credit I credit that incident with the gaps in your memory. Oh, without a doubt. So. Yeah. I really don't remember much of July 2014 to February of 2015. So, Which, unfortunately, in there um, was the time I threw a surprise birthday party. Yep, don't remember a bit of it. Um, and I can tell you the exact time frame because they took you to see Mockingjay Part 1. Mm-hmm. And you also don't remember, I don't remember when this was happening, but the Ice Bucket Challenge was circulating. And we did it in the backyard and you don't remember that because that was also the same day the 12th Doctor started. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. The only reason that I know that it happened is Facebook memories. Pop yeah, up. yeah. Um, but anywho... God, that water was cold. <laughs> anywho, the... Um, basically, this toxic work environment was not conducive to someone with a traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. That needed help. And this employer was also being a pain in the ass when I asked if I could have an accommodation through the ADA to bring Rolo with me to work as my service dog. And Ro had already was doing a lot of service dog work because he had shown the same exact perception skills that Alice has. Um, He was younger. Um, He was a little bit stronger, so I could do some balance work with him with my feet. But I really wasn't comfortable doing that with Alice because she was smaller. Mm. Um, So it made sense to bring him up and take him out and all of that. Um, Because he's burly and brawny. So... I had my doctor write, you know, notes, paperwork, all of this stuff I had to submit. Basically, this employer violated the ADA because, um, one, they asked for certification of a service dog. There's no such thing. Number one, yeah. Um, a hotel we went to actually asked yeah. for paperwork about that. I remember that. Number two, um, they wanted, um, they wanted some form of like documentation or proof or something of, from a medical doctor I want, remember they wanted yeah, somebody to well, sign off that is, that's 100% legal and I gave them that I gave them that first when I asked for the accommodation first I had that in hand and was like here you go um, and they wanted something to do like they wanted Rolo's full vaccination record mm-hmm and, like, almost his full, like, veterinary record, too. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, I can give you his vaccine record and prove that he is vaccinated against, you know, communicable diseases. So, like, mm-hmm. rabies, that will be there. Yeah. But I'm not comfortably giving you his full vet record and whatever. Right, yeah. Um... So, yeah. So, anywho, someone with anxiety does not need this level of bullshit in their life. Um, But I got Rolo to come with me to work. Mm -hmm. And he basically, he was, his actual work, his crate for work. Yeah, the soft crate that we have in the car. Fit perfectly under my desk. And he was under my desk and was being a good boy. And would alert me to certain things. Mm-hmm. Primarily, he was alerting to anxiety triggers. And he was alerting... His alert for anxiety triggers were... He would actually put his his whole face on my foot mm-hmm. under the desk. Yeah. To just kind of ground me and mm-hmm. be like, hey. Hey, I'm here. It also kind of helped that the tail end of the crate where Rolo's backside was was facing someone you don't like. So if he, you know, farted, let, yeah, let one go, you know, it was facing that particular individual. So yeah, payback's a bitch, bitch. Yep. Oh, another thing they wanted me to do for the accommodation 
was they didn't want to they didn't want Robo to come because one of my coworkers was this. afraid of dogs. Yeah. I'm sorry. You cannot do that. That's not legal. They really tried to put every single roadblock. potential roadblock to, to stop this, but Ashley was successful. Uh-huh. I also want to point out that not every uh, business uh-huh. was accommodating either when it came to having one of the service dogs. I know for a fact we were approached once by one particular employee, um, and we're you know we dismissed them, um, and we had to actually complain to another company for for an yep. incident that happened. So. Not everybody is as accommodating. It's not a bright, high, shiny, happy world, but we're trying to keep it positive for the purposes of this particular discussion. So, another thing that Rolla would do is, um, with, with my anxiety and PTSD, sometimes I disassociate and just go, my brain goes, nope, done. Well, to clarify, disassociation is the clinical term. It yeah. essentially is... Um, Ashley becomes a more primal version of herself. Logic and reason is kind of well, kind of gone. You so I've I've seen you disassociate. So there's some of them are like that, but other yep. times I just don't know where I am, what I'm doing, and I lose track of what I'm saying at the moment. When after the accident happened. Mm-hmm. You disassociated hard to the point that your brain basically did the equivalent of a hard reboot. Yeah. And I had to, you know, kind of refresh. What's my name? Do you know where you are? That sort of thing. Those were scary days. Yeah. So, um, Rolo would basically alert me to and to where I was and keep me grounded and to basically say, hey... Stay here, Mama. Stay here. Stay in the moment. Mm-hmm. And we do distraction techniques. So mm-hmm. the head on my foot thing is a distraction thing. Yeah. Um, he would also, if I was about to disassociate or whatever, or I really whatever don't know. Whatever triggered you? Yeah, whatever triggered me or whatever, he would actually stand up because his crate allowed him to be able to stand up. Yeah, this is a tall crate. Yeah. And... Um, it was never shut. It was just there. And this wasn't, you know, I, I've already said this is a soft crate. It was yeah. like a, opens and closes with like a zipper. It's like yeah. a dog tent, basically. So. A cubed, well, rectangle. Um, but I wanted some place like safe and secure for him to go to that he was familiar with. Yeah. Um, and a place like he could put his water, like I could put his water bowl yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of that stuff. Have little to no issue. Yeah. So he would stand up in the crate and actually put his nose like on my knee or my hand. Yeah. Like if I had my hand down at my side, he would like nose it and nudge it and be like, hey, hey. <laughs> um, because that is just, he, he knew that things were so bad. Um, prior to Rolo and prior to medication, I was having anywhere between 20 to 30 panic attacks a day just at work alone that's a bad like i said cesspool yeah awful awful place um so yeah that rollo in terms of perception for whatever reason he so al was focused on pain like Mm -hmm. she could hit my pain like she knew my pain triggers just like boom, boom, boom. Like she knew them. Yeah, and she would basically let you know in advance. Oh yeah, Rollo knew my pain triggers. He would alert, but he's like his big thing mm-hmm. is my mental health. Like he yeah. knows if something is not right with me mentally, and he's also trained to find an exit. So if I tell him let's go, mm-hmm. that that is his trigger word to find me the closest door mm-hmm. to get me the hell out of this place. Right. Yeah. Um. So, and he will do it as fast as possible mm-hmm. if needs be. Yeah. Um. And it's just very mental health focused 
mindset that he has. It's phenomenal. But he could he does a lot of like the physical stuff too. Well, not anymore. He's well. We used to have him on weight pull. Yeah, weight pull. Like he could do weight pull stuff. And at times when I was confined to a wheelchair because of my feet, he would pull the wheelchair from time to time. Um, and he he knew because I don't know. I was concerned because of the weight pull that he would just take off and I'd go flying like, wee! Yeah, yeah. Because, like, his usual weight pull average at the height of his, like, performance was somewhere in, like, the 1,300 to 1,400 pound range. So you were, like, easy for him. Yeah. Like, so I wanted to see what he would do with that. And thankfully, because Hamiltons are just so perceptive... He knew that as soon as his harness was on... Mm-hmm. It's time to go to work. Like, his service harness was on, was that it was work time. Yeah. And he knew the difference between his service harness and his weight pull, pull harness. harness. Yeah. And they are two very different things, and they hit him in different pressure points. Yeah. So he knew exactly... What to do and how to behave and all that. There is video evidence of Ashley testing out the weight pull harness mm-hmm. with Rollo in the backyard. Ashley got this like wagon. It was like this black industrial type wagon. Mm-hmm. You know that actually, if you like hit it a certain way, it would act like a. It's uh, a dump. Well, yeah, it would act like a, what you would do with the wheelbarrow and the yeah. handles, but it would just dump it. But that's not important to the story. She put me in the back of this thing so as to test, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Rolo's weight pull, which kind of made me question what you think about my weight. But anyway, um, but she had him pull, and we went, and I think one of the first times we ended up falling down, <laughs> falling sideways or something. I just remember hitting the hitting the ground. Well, I think it was we were going up a hill, and I told you to bail because he was digging in too much. Oh. Um. And but I, I didn't bail. No, you didn't bail. <laughs> um, but that's that's Rolo, like yeah. And then their Alice and Rolo's daughter Raven. Yeah. What's nice about Raven is she's got the mix of both parents. Like mm-hmm. she's got the pain alert down. Mm-hmm. She also has the anxiety and PTSD triggers, like. She knows them. She, like, even, like, here around the house, when she's not, like, when she's definitely not harnessed up, not working Actually, go, I just want Raven out. Yeah. Doesn't need a reason. Just, I want Raven out. Well, I mean, even if she's not out, if I start to get a little testy, Mm -hmm. she'll start to get fussy. Like, uh, Mom. In her crate. Yeah. Like, Mom, shut up. Or, -hmm. like, Mom, turn it down. No, before anybody gets a little particular, yes, we crate our dogs because dogs are pack animals, and for them, crates can be like their cave. That's yeah, where they den area. And all yeah, that yeah, stuff. yeah. They're they they're fine. Yeah, that's where they sleep. That's where they eat. It's okay. And we associate it with it as a good space for them. Yeah, that's and their home, their safe space. Every single one of our dogs knows how to get into their crate. They're. Go to crate word is where do good boys or good girls go? Pretty much. And anywho, that's how our crating system works. Um, For the record. But. Thank you very much, Coranda. Yeah. <laughs> Coranda beds for the win. Oh, absolutely. But uh, hammies can break them. <laughs> Eventually, they can break Given enough time, time, hammies can break them. Fine. Yeah, I'll but, quantify it. But they are the longest lasting beds that we've ever had. Yeah. And so. even Deku has one. So, in any event, enough of the plugging that we're not getting paid for. Yeah, no. Um, but uh, Raven will do, like, those perceptive things. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, like, what possessed you? And it's especially, like, COVID and working from home and all that stuff. And I'm like, what possessed you, Hound? And... Now we're going to get into, like, the soppy, soppy stuff of what happened tonight. No. No? No, 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 no. You forgot one. Lainey? Oh, Rosie. Yeah. 
Rosie at uh, the show recently. Yeah, so Rosie, while... So we were at a show at Chesterfield... Um, end of April. Yeah. And my, I have idiopathic intracranial hypertension. And basically what that means is if... I was going to say, what does that look like at home? So it means that I have a condition where I can get too much pressure in my head. Mm-hmm. And the pressure balance of my cerebral spinal fluid is not normal. That for mm-hmm. whatever reason... So idiopathic means that they don't have a firm, concrete reason why. We don't know why it happens. Yeah. Firm, concrete reason why it happened. They have an idea as to why it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But they just don't know and they can't put a pinpoint on what happened. However, this condition that I have... If not treated, and treated in a very aggressive manner, can cause permanent blindness because mm-hmm. it can put it puts too much pressure on the optic nerves. Right. Um, so I am on medication for that. The downside is this medication actually um, it does a great job of leveling off my pressure and making sure that. Um, I don't have highs or lows, which both can cause debilitating headaches. Yeah. Um, so it keeps you on a happy medium balance. Yeah. But the caveat to that is I have to stay very, very, very well hydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to have a good level of potassium in my system. Mm-hmm. Um, at pretty much all times. Just to make sure that I don't mess up. Mm-hmm. Well, at Chesterfield, me into dog show brain, my brain went into autopilot of how do I normally behave at a show yeah. instead of this new normal that I have of how do I deal with being at a show and having idiopathic intracranial hypertension. And especially since this show was advertised as indoors, but... It was actually at a horse barn. Yeah, it was at a horse barn. It wasn't truly, like, climate controlled, per se. To be honest, the airflow was such that the closer you were to the door, it was cooler. But Mm -hmm. the farther away on the other end, because ring one was closer to the door. Yeah. Ring two, however, was the ring farthest away. And, you know... It gets warmer the closer you get to ring two. And yeah. even for me, it, it was, it was sti- stifling. Yeah, it was awful. And and multiple people actually complained about the venue. Oh, yeah. We were not alone. No, no, no. Um, so, basically, we were... I was showing Rosie in the group ring for show two. Again, my brain was on autopilot. Thinking, okay, I'm fine. Everything is fine. Everything is hunky dory. Um, but apparently, it was not. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rosie, usually being her normal puppy self, you know, really takes command of the ring. And for this, like this time, she just wasn't. Yeah. And I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Like, so I was urging her on. Mm-hmm. Thinking, oh, maybe it's the heat in the ring or something along those lines. Right. But in actuality, it wasn't. What she was doing was slowing me down so that I didn't pass out. Yeah. Because what ended up happening was when we got into a car, I had a pressure headache that was really bad. Yeah. Like, I could have easily passed out. Mm Mm-hmm. But Rosie made sure... Because you weren't properly hydrated. Yeah, because I wasn't properly hydrated. And And because it was so hot in there, it basically sweated out any, you know... Yeah. And and so the next day, that's why I had Michael or one of our friends there. Because 
giving me water and fluids around the clock. Yeah. And that Stay helped, properly hydrated. Yeah, that helped tremendously. I will admit, um, while waiting for the bathroom, one exhibitor actually expressed to me that she, after showing on Friday, when she woke up the next morning, her... Now, keep in mind, this is an individual who has, shall we say, seen a lot of things in her lifetime. Mm-hmm. So, she's been around. Mm-hmm. Um, but her joints were very stiff. It was difficult for her to actually move or get up out of bed mm-hmm. the next morning, she admitted to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, that says, I mean, this particular type of heat will rack. Yeah. You rack your body if you're not careful. Yeah. So. Um, body armor for the win. Yeah. So Rosie, being 15 months old, has never shown any sort of alerting at all. Alerted to an impending pressure headache. I would like to point out something. Mm-hmm. All of these dogs have a common denominator. Me. Correct. And I think it is because of this bond. Mm-hmm. See, I actually said this the other day to you. Um, whoever gets a bond with a Hamilton is very fortunate indeed. Mm-hmm. Because that's it. You are their human Mm-hmm. And they are going to stick and look after you alone. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Raven listens to me. You know. And I'm pretty sure out of all of them, I think I have maybe Kemper, Deku, and Celine. That's about it. Yeah. Celine is yours. <laughs> Celine is Celine, like, is, like, Celine like, is my girl. Like, Celine... I mean, Celine. I haven't done any actual, like, type of work with her. But, I mean, so far, I haven't had... The need at, at this point. But, yeah. You know. I mean, Celine is one of those things, like, she she knows that when mommy's around, it is... Work time, basically. Yeah, it's work time. It's either we're going in the show ring and I need to shut up and, you know, <laughs> Do what mom, mommy tells me to do. Or we're going dock diving. And, and daddy's going to be there. There's a lot of loud noises. We're going to have some fun. Yeah. So, so much so fun, in fact, that she actually was coming into season and ran away from us. That was not fun. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Cheeky bitch. Uh, <laughs> but anywho. Yeah, but I mean, that was what I was getting across, yeah. essentially. Whoever has that particular bond mm-hmm. that, I mean, it is strong. Yeah. I mean, this, this basically tells me that, you know, love is fantastic. I mean, once you have that animal's love, I mean, you are truly fortunate. Yeah. And with Hamilton's, it's just one of those things where I'm like, holy shit. And it's not just Hamilton's, I will admit. I mean, Hamilton's, that's definitely the go-to breed here. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Penny has stuck with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Penny's your ride or die. I, I really don't understand what's going on. I mean, I will never forget. My relationship, you know, B.A., before you, um, it ended. She told me, you know, take Penny, I'll take Kemper. I was like, whatever. But spending that first night on an inflatable fucking mattress in my dad's office with Penny, it was really weird. I have a picture. I don't remember what the hell happened to it. But she's there. Her paws are just like, like, she's laying on her back, and she's looking at me as like, Daddy, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> her little paw, her, you know, paws normally stand up, but the, hers are like folded down a little bit in a very like, oh, stop yeah. kind of manner. So, but yeah, just Penny for some, she listens to me, and I just, I, um, damn lucky, honestly. For I, I always call her the dog no one wants, and she's got titles on her names, thanks to you, by the way. Mm-hmm. So. I'll just go ahead and just underline this. Anyone that has the love of a dog like that is truly fortunate indeed. But back to the hammies. Yeah. So with, with Hamilton's, it seems to be like this weird, like, perceptive, like, sixth sense shit. That yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in your brain to make you do that shit? <laughs> like, Well, their how, senses are better than ours. Well, yeah, but I'm like, how the hell do you do that? Their senses are better than ours. No, but it's like, how? Like... There's certain things, like, so, for example, for what happened tonight. Yes. Now we get to that. Um, today was a day. Well, we already mentioned the, the ER thing. 
Um, we yes. got home from the ER and um, found out that our AC is acting up again. So things have been a bit weird. And my brain is just like, nope, can't cope. It's been a long day. Not going to handle it. Not going to deal with it. Been also dealing with work stuff. So I'm like, nope, done. Uh-uh. No, thank you. Can't deal. As I like to say, Ashley's cup runneth over. And so after we got home, it's all all of that. Well, I mean, keep in mind, I have to get moving. Because yeah, for dog show class, I have to be there um, about 5.30. We got home like just before 5, so I had to hit the ground running. I start letting the dogs out. Fixing their dinner. Um, Ashley goes in the bedroom, starts on wine. I give her a fan for, because um, like I said, mm-hmm. the AC's on the fritz. Um, I get all this stuff done, and I don't have time. I have, I can't hang out or anything like that. I could go, because mm-hmm. I got to help set up for dog show class. So, in my end of the story, what ends up happening is I kiss Ashley on the head. And I say, I got to go. I love you. You go, mm-hmm. And I go, what? And I said, wow, that was very Star Wars nice. <laughs> and I left. Now, here's what happened. So, what he didn't know was that I had disassociated. Yeah. He brought me back for the I love you thing. And I came, like, I said, after he said the, what, did you just mm-hmm me? And I said, oh, I love you. I love you or something like that. And then he um, was like, very Star Wars of you. And then. I left. He left. My, like, as soon as I finished saying what I said, mm-hmm. my brain left. Yeah, you shifted back. My brain left for Lord knows how long. And then all of a sudden, I hear this noise from Michael's office. And it is like this panic, screaming noise from Rolo. And I was like, what the hell? And apparently... He knew that I had disassociated. And this dog, in a completely different room, shut door, everything, knew that I had disassociated and needed, and something needed to happen to bring me out of it. And his scream, his panic scream, is what did it. And the moment I poked my head in to check on him, and he saw that I was there and everything was okay is when he settled down and was like, okay. Now, it did not hit me what he, like the impact of what he had done until Michael got home from class. Now keep in mind, I get a text message from her while I'm basically doing nothing in class because all I did was help set up the tables and put everything together and whatnot. Um, she indicates to me that she disassociated. My first concern is her well-being. I mean, you remember, I was like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, what happened? Are you okay? You know, and you know, I didn't get much in the way of details, but she did say she was fine. I found out she began doing her cross-stitch and everything like that. So I get home and that's when we started to have the discussion and Ashley had her an epiphany. I should probably rephrase her tear-filled epiphany. Thank you very much, by the way, for putting her in a crying mood called The Midwife. Yep. Great show, but it's going to grab your heart, by the way. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm in awe. Like, mm. I'm in pure awe of what this breed will do and what they can do. I'm, I, I, it's, it's a debt, honestly, that we'll never be able to repay. And it's, I, I think it's interesting because they don't see it as a debt. No. They, they really don't. No, they see it as like just going about and doing their normal daily thing. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where I'm like, what the fuck did we do to deserve this, you know? I know, they're heroes. And... Rolo interrupting me and bringing me back from that disassociation. Thankfully, I had not left the bed. Mm-hmm. 
I had not moved. There have been times that I have hurt myself yep. during disassociations. There have been times that I've said things during disassociations that I do not remember saying. There have been times that I, and this is the terrifying part, there have been times at this employer when I was leaving for the day that I was disassociated and my brain operated on autopilot and I went, drove, I packed up my stuff, Mm -hmm. drove, stopped at a place to run an errand, Mm -hmm. didn't realize where I was until I was leaving the building of where I was doing an errand. I was in such autopilot and my brain was just like, nope. Can't deal with this right now. Nope. Not doing it. So I've had those moments and they are terrifying. Because you lose time. Yeah. There's no idea or perception of time, where you are, and what you have done. It's gone. Mm -hmm. It is completely gone. And I don't know what I did. I really don't. Um, And and that's the thing is like, I'm so grateful for what Rolo did. Mm -hmm. But the reason why we're talking about this now is one, it just happened. Yeah. Two is to bring awareness to what people that have mental health issues go through. Mm-hmm. That if someone has a history of disassociation and you try and poke the bear, like by intentionally trying to set off things by using trigger words. That's abuse. That is a form of abuse. And unfortunately, Ashley is speaking from experience. Yes. It has happened to me. Um, it is. It was done to me by someone involved in the dog show world. Um, and again, when people disassociate, They lose track of time, what they're doing, and, like, where they are. The, 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 I mean, the first part of, you know, you know, DID is the dissociate part. That means you're not there anymore, essentially. Yeah, so. And you lose time. But I do not have DID. No, you don't. No, you don't. I'm just using that as my platform to to go forward. Because... You're just basically, you actually are not there. Yep, I'm just gone. It's like, like you said, like autopilot, some other type of visceral thing. I've seen it where, I I think I mentioned it in this particular episode, where it was a very emotional individual. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've actually, I, I will say that of the instances that I've seen, um, the particular trying to think of the right word here the frequency with which that they've occurred has mm-hmm. severely diminished mm-hmm. over the years yeah I'll which you um i will say is not only a credit to um the individual you've been speaking with but also to yourself mm-hmm. so you should be very proud of that yeah and you know i've been going through therapy um, for some time now, and that has helped tremendously and helped with the coping skills and things like that. So that's been great. Um, it has been one of those things where this thing happened tonight, and my brain just I, I, like I'm so glad that all I did was lay in bed and probably watch TikTok mm-hmm. shit for like Lord knows how long. Um, so, please, for people that are listening, 
people that have mental health issues and they tell you that they have disassociated, make sure to give them their space during certain times. Um, they need it badly. Don't try to make it about you. Mm-hmm. Never, never do that. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking to both women and especially to men here. Mm-hmm. How it affects you is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It matters how the individual that is feeling it needs. And I always go back to this. Mm-hmm. Christoph to Anna, mm-hmm. what do you need? Mm-hmm. That's the best possible question. Don't touch them. Don't do anything because you don't know where their headspace is. Just as long as you're within visual distance, just be like, what do you need? That's like the best possible question you could ask. And And unfortunately, I had to learn this the hard way because I was never this good at it. Well, and there, there are times where I will not respond. Right. There are times that I will lash out. Yes, definitely. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, not only do people like, you know, you that live with me need to understand, like you definitely grown and improved tremendously in knowing how to under, like interpret what's going on. But people that are around me, they that I still consider to be my friends and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. and that I associate with, yeah, they understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that may be spreading rumors and lies and drama and bullshit don't understand or refuse to understand. Or just don't care all Don't care and just like to stir the pot. What and- really just absolutely vexes me to the highest level is weaponizing this. Yes. Because it can be weaponized and it can be weaponized easily. And has been weaponized against you. And that's part of the reason why it makes me so furious. But at the end of the day Only a Sith deals with absolutes? No. What? I had to throw in another Star Wars at, at the end of the day, with with Hamilton's, thankfully, I have a resource that will help me. And oddly enough, I have, an, I have a little stripey tabby named Aston that if things escalate to really, really, really bad... Credit where it's due. Yeah, homeboy will bite me on no, the no, head. Well, no. <laughs> okay, we're telling that story. No, I'm not going to tell it. I'm just saying, homeboy will bite me on the head. Well, that's you disassociated, and then and I couldn't get you out of it. Aston looked at me as to say, "Dude, I got this. Let me handle this." And I swatted him away. He's like, "Dude," and I was like, "All right, fine." And he just like chomped down on your head. You screamed, "Ow!" And I was like, "Oh my god, you're back." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was actually going to talk about Sherry. Yeah, so she helped you through a very bad patch when we lost Alice. So yeah, but that. Say what you will, but she too. Mm-hmm. You have a bond with her. Oh, yeah. She's the only... I mean, do but, you refute or deny the fact that you are the only one in the house that can actually cuddle with Shuri? Oh, I'm, I know that. Okay, then that just proves my point. that The bond between you is very strong. Yeah. And she is can be an emotional sport kitty when you need it. Yeah, definitely. And, you know... It also goes back to, like, certain... To the question of how. Like, how do they know? How do they know? Right. And, like, those questions, like, you just constantly want to know. Like, how do you know that? But then again, do you want... I mean, do you want, like, all the... I mean... No. You take the fun out of it, you know? No. I mean, that was, like, the premise of Jonathan Creek. Once you learn what the trick is, Mm -hmm. it becomes boring. So... With that, I'm on muscle relaxers, and I'm getting really fucking tired. <laughs> and she's also tired of my shit. I'm probably going to get yelled at after this. I'm really tired. <laughs> and I haven't slept well in like four days. Yeah. Poor thing. Um, 
because of these damn back spasms. But on that note, please rate, review, subscribe. I know this has been a weird episode. <laughs> it's a raw tidbit. We can talk about whatever we want. Um, you can find us on our regular social media stuff. Oh, I um, got the cheat sheet here. Uh, Twitter at about a dog one. Instagram at about a dog pod. Email us about a dog pod at gmail.com and Facebook at about a dog pod. Um, little housekeeping reminder: please don't friend us. Directly. Oh, somebody did that. Yeah. Please, we appreciate the support and, and the thought and the thought. But if you love the podcast, please interact directly with the podcast there. Please do not friend request us directly on Facebook. It's and again, you're only doing Ashley. Yeah. I'm 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 feeling left out and alone over here. This sucks. God damn it. Um, so with that Yeah. Go hug your dog. They probably know you need it. And they love you.